Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. The city of Villisca has declared a water emergency. Consumers are asked to conserve water by whatever methods possible. Suggestions include fixing any leaks, full loads of laundry, and shorter showers or baths. During an emergency, the following are discouraged. Watering yards, washing mobile equipment or vehicles, unless at commercial establishments, clearing outdoor surfaces, cleaning equipment and machinery, or sale of bulk water. If you have any questions or concerns, contact Villisca City Hall. The National Weather Service is watching a storm system that could bring measurable snowfall early next week. Alan Curtis, meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Des Moines, said there are two systems they are monitoring. Well, certainly the, the big story, at least on a lot of people's minds, and has been relatively well advertised, is going to be the potential for some uh, you know, accumulating snow early next week. But before we chat about that one, we are going to have two quick-hitting chances going into the weekend here. Curtis says the first of these will be later tonight, followed by another round through the day on Saturday. The two quick hitters that I mentioned, not expecting too much with that. There's not a lot of moisture with it. They're not really big wound-up systems. So we're looking at generally around a half inch or less. Uh, the first one again tonight, southern Iowa, and then during the day Saturday, mainly across northern Iowa. Curtis says the big story is the system moving through the region on Monday and Tuesday. And that certainly remains on track to be a bigger, more wound up, sizable system. And right now, kind of the southern third of the state looks to have the greatest potential for snowfall. And, and while we don't have exact forecast snowfall amounts at this point, uh, there is increasing confidence of what I would say moderate snowfall. So, you know, somewhere in the two to four two to five inch range. Curtis says while the National Weather Service has moderate confidence in accumulating snowfall, there is an opportunity for that to change. He said it could increase or decrease. The public just needs to pay attention to the latest forecast. An update was provided on the Perry High School shooting investigation by the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation this afternoon. Today, the Iowa State Medical Examiner performed the autopsies on the two decedents from the Perry High School active shooter event. The deceased Perry Middle School student has been identified as 11-year-old Amir Jolliffe. Amir's cause of death was determined to be multiple gunshot wounds, three in total, and his manner of death has been ruled a homicide. The deceased shooter was confirmed to be 17-year-old Dylan Butler. Butler's cause of death was determined to be from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, and his manner of death has been ruled a suicide. A total of seven other individuals received wounds or injuries of varying degree during the shooting event, an increase of two from prior reports. Three of the victims are school staff members and four are students. Perry High School principal Dan Marburger has been identified as having suffered multiple gunshot wounds and remains in critical condition. The investigation thus far confirms Principal Marburger acted selflessly and placed himself in harm's way in an apparent effort to protect his students. At this time, Principal Marburger and two students remain hospitalized. The remaining have been treated and released. The investigation is ongoing. Investigators have seized large volumes of digital and social media evidence that will take time to review. Background investigations, as well as eyewitness accounts and victim interviews, are continuing. Once the investigation is complete, the DCI's investigative report will be turned over to the Dallas County Attorney's Office to determine what additional course of action, if any, should be undertaken. Griswold School Shared Superintendent Dave Henrick says the tragic shooting incident that occurred Thursday at Perry High School, whether it is next door or out of state, 
brings with it the realization that it can happen anywhere. As a result of that yesterday, I, I sent an email out to our staff just making sure they were aware of the Perry situation. Reminded them that we do have a emergency procedure manual, which we do review at the start of every school year, but told them certainly never a bad time to re-familiarize yourself with that. Take some time, look at it. Uh, if you have any questions, to see a school administrator. Henrik says his school administrators have a staff meeting next week during personal development to review the district's policies and procedures in case an incident occurs, like at Perry on Thursday. Henrik says they subscribe to the ALICE system, an acronym for Alert, Lockdown, Inform, Counter, Evacuate. Which, in a nutshell, stands for you, whether you're a student or staff member, you have the right to do whatever it is to be safe in a given situation. Because uh, the reason we believe in that system is any of those situations are very fluid and they're never the same. So to have a prescribed set of automatic, no matter what steps, is not realistic or the safest for people. Henrik says those options include run, fight, flight, run, hide, throw things, or whatever needs to be done to be safe. Henrik says this is frequently reviewed with both students and staff. A benefit is going to be held for 2023 ACGC graduate Addie Sorensen. Katie Saluk has more on this. Adair community members are hosting a benefit for 2023 ACGC graduate Addie Sorensen. Sorensen was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma back in November. Proceeds from this benefit will assist Sorensen and her family to cover medical expenses. KSOM News spoke to event organizer Jamaica Reed about Addie's event. Addie, who graduated high school last year, she is currently a student at DMAC um, in Carroll in the nursing program. And she is just like anybody who knows Addie. She's just like this ray of sunshine. She's always got a smile. She's always positive. She is just like one of the sweetest girls. And unfortunately, like blood cancers, they just affect a lot of people. And there's a lot of uh, medical expenses and travel expenses associated with that treatment. So Addie is taking the semester off of nursing school um, to go through her treatment, and we just want to make sure that her and her family have support for um, any of the expenses that come up um, during this time. The event will be held on January 20th at the Schaefer Barn on the Hill in Adair, starting at 5 p.m. We are going to have some local musicians who will provide entertainment. We'll have a silent auction um, and then we will also uh, be having a free will donation soup supper. Local entertainment includes Rita Elgin at 5 p.m., Laura and Kyle Fever at 5.45 p.m., and Kyle Jorgensen at 6.30 p.m. Reed says the community can donate through silent auction items or monetary contributions. They can reach out through the Facebook um, event page, or they could also um, send me a direct email and we can collect some auction items that way. For monetary donations, we do have an account set up at Exchange State Bank in Adair, so they can send any monetary donations there. If you're interested in donating to the event, please email Jamaica at jr.photography.50002 at gmail.com or join the Facebook page Benefit for Addie. 
And I'm Katie Saluk reporting. Secretary of State Paul Pate has announced that the post-election audits have been successfully completed in all 99 counties. And once again, the post-election audits match the machine count 100% in all counties. On the Wednesday following Election Day, the post-election audits process was initiated in each of Iowa's 99 counties to ensure the integrity of the vote. One randomly chosen precinct in each county conducted a hand count of ballots. Totals are then compared to the machine count to verify its accuracy. With the completion of these post-election audits, we are continuing the trend of safe, secure, and accurate elections in Iowa. It's vital that we ensure election integrity in every corner of the state. This does not come without hard work from our county election officials, poll workers, and my staff, who each make up a critical layer of election security. Machines in each county also undergo public pre-election testing. Prior to each election, pre-testing of election equipment is open to the public, and representatives of each political party are also invited to attend. Iowa integrates multiple layers of election security, paper ballots, local poll workers and election officials, pre-testing of voting machines, cyber-secure voting machines and protective measures, and of course, post-election audits. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.